Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games for the Game Pass Collection. Bring you three new perspectives from varying skill range. I am the one who helps Stella get her groove back. Andrew, with me, our beatless master, Keith. Hello. And the tone deaf, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week, we decided to check out the brand new game Hi-Fi Rush by Tango Gameworks. Hi-Fi Rush is a third-person hack-and-slash platformer where you're playing a young person named Jai who is signed up for a program to, to get a new robotic arm. And of course, things don't go as planned, and he is now hunted by the corporation that gave him that arm. But going around, Liz, was this a gamer pass for you? This was a game for me. Uh, there are a lot of games that we've played that are heavily music-based, and some of them I have very yeah. much disliked. I mean, if you think about like Wander Song, the one uh-huh. that the one that shall not be named by me. <laughs> That I got a little feisty with. Oh, Jack yeah. Black was a, has been in a couple. Um, well, uh, you're probably thinking of Psychonauts, and that was just a musical level. No. Jack Black? Oh, you mean Brutal Legend. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I actually didn't yeah. think about this. Yeah, but there, yeah, there was that Legends. one with um, that other that famous actor and stuff. We've done quite a few. Yeah, I actually didn't think about that. Yeah, and so like they're kind of like a mixed bag for me, and I really did like this. I thought the story was going to go a different way and I wouldn't like the story, but I ended up liking it. And um, I think I would have had more fun with the gameplay. It would have been less repetitive if I had done more combos, but I just like, I, creature of habit. So <laughs> it's my fault. But overall, I had a fun time. I booted up quite a bit, paid way more than I had to. So that's definitely a game for me. So I, <laughs> I liked the, I liked Hi-Fi Rush when I started it. Um, I didn't end up beating it, and... I was surprised to see how much time you put into it. Honestly, by the time I was done with it, I was I was pretty done with it. And it's unfortunate, because I, there's so many good things about it. I, I'm probably going to be run off of the internet, because I'm not singing praises uh, for Hi-Fi Rush, because I think that's the only thing you're allowed to do, from what I've read. Um, but I just... I think it's a good platformer action game hack and slash i hate the rhythm aspect of it i think it is such a gimmick and uh, i'll get into it i think it 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 ended up being the ruiner for the game for me so ultimately it became a pass so uh i'm gonna give it a definite game now i don't i i had a hard time first giving this a definite game because i agree i don't think this game is for everyone but I think everyone should try it because there are, yeah, some handful of like rhythm based games. The most other recent one that came to game pass was uh, metal Helsinger, which is a first person shooter where you're kind of shooting at the rhythm. I tried that for a little bit and I was like, Oh, okay. I was enjoying it, but I was like, this is pretty difficult. Hi-Fi rush to me has a much more lower accessibility bar. They, this game offers a ton of accessibilities. So even though I don't think this game is for everyone, I would highly recommend everyone at least play it just to see if it's for you. Because at first I wasn't, you know, I was kind of with you, Keith. I'm like, yeah, the, the rhythm stuff's kind of gimmicky. By the end of it, I freaking loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was a ton of fun. I, I loved the beat aspect to it. I thought it was, I thought this game just has so much character, so much color. Uh, to me, this game was just a, a blast of a ride. So I highly recommend this game. Keith, is that a green tea, Arizona? Is that it what is. you're drinking? <laughs> it is an Arizona green tea. I used to drink those all the time. You got to stock up before they get expensive. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It, it doesn't have the 99 cent tag on it. I paid $1.25. I'm not <sighs> happy about it. Um, I feel like if the world ever comes to the end, those are going to be like gold bars. If you have I an think, Arizona iced tea. I I mean, I'd, I'd be wrong now, and I don't know anything really about cryptocurrencies or stable coins, but I had said a long time ago that they should be uh, the value of a stable coin to represent the U.S. dollar uh, <laughs> as a staple at 99 cents. But who knows now? I don't know. They're, apparently times are tough, and they're, and they're getting pricey. But, but we digress. Yep. But anyway, so uh, the story of Hi-Fi Rush, like I said, you were playing uh, this young guy named Chai who signed up for this program called the strong arm project for this company called Vandalay. And essentially they take one of your arms and give you a robotic enhanced arm. So he is getting this robotic arm in hopes to become a rock star and use this arm to help his music, uh, musical career, but things don't go right. His music player ends up getting infused in his heart 
And because of that, he now sees the beat of the world and everything is run on a rhythm. And the company has a zero defect policy. So to the, to the company, he is a defect and must be removed. So you got to take it in your hands to fight your way out. Yeah, which right out of, out of the... That's not the saying. <laughs> so right out right of out, not the saying. Right out of the gate. That's not the saying I was going to say, but that, that, that fits, I guess. I was a little skeptical of his character because... For some reason, a lot of times the protagonist in games like this, TV shows, they're the worst character. And he comes in, cutting in line, acting like a brat. Then like when the cat sh- turns up, he doesn't even ask to take the cat. He's just like, oh, well, it's bonded with me now. So he's hanging out with me. Doesn't even ask. Like that's somebody's like robot cat. Yeah, somebody made his spine now. I like that, like, when he first finds out that he's a defect, there's, like, no worries about it. And I'm just like, what is this character? But I really thought that I was going to end up disliking him. But I like that everybody just makes fun of him the whole time. Oh, he, he's the biggest lovable idiot. <laughs> yeah, because there's so many, like, protagonists, like, that I really... Like, for instance, like, Scrubs. The main guy in Scrubs. I'm like, he should not be the main character. He's the worst. Yeah. And um, But I like that they made it the worst and they made it funny. Because this game is really funny. And also another thing that I was skeptical about. The other thing I was skeptical about in the beginning was, like, the obsession with cat butts. Which uh, you tweeted <laughs> about. Because I think I played it first, right? Yep. So, I mean, right away, there's, like, the cat licking its butt. As cats do. But then, like, that's on, a like, robot the... cat. Why, why would a robot cat need to lick its butt? I know, but then, like, <laughs> in between segments, it's there's... still, yeah, it's how it recharges. Like... <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> there's like music coming out of the cat's butt during, but they didn't go too far with it. That was it. Yeah. I thought it was about to get like real weird. <laughs> no, no, no cat buttholes. But uh, I mean, it could have just been like a charging port. That's yeah, it's just cleaning its charging port. <laughs> It's a very odd place to put a, put it on a robot cat. But then again, where would you put a charging port on a robot cat? I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> it seems like they have some pretty good tech. They probably have wireless charging for their cats. For their they can appear cats. out of thin air. Like, I don't think they need them. I guess that's a good point. But uh, no, I loved the story of High Fire Rush. The characters that you meet along the way are awesome. I think we can all agree that Cinnamon is the best. Cinnamon is the best. There's <laughs> I one do point, love Cinnamon. I was like, am I imagining this? He like waved to the the gamer. Yeah. And I was just like, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I, I love Cinnamon. He keeps drawing on his face for different facial expressions. His his lines are great. But uh every character is just so likable. Like this this could hundred percent be a TV show. I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being a TV show, just because I feel like all the pieces are here to make kind of a good show. Uh, but the characters are just, are, were so interesting and you are, once again, this is a platformer. So you're doing a lot of running down halls, jumping and whatnot, but there's a lot of banter going on between you and the other characters. And I always felt like the story's kind of progressing. Yes. The story to me at the end, wasn't this crazy like story, super intricate, but it was, it was a fun ride of a story. Yeah, it was it was definitely one of those games where I appreciated the characters as a whole more than what was actually happening. Uh, I don't know how close I was to the end, but I was I was just about to fight Corsica. I think so. Yeah. So I think you're past halfway. I'd say that. Yeah. So I was I I was at least well enough in. I know what the story was, and it didn't seem like it was going to be anything wowing, but. I 100% agree, actually, though, that all of the characters were actually really great. Um, and, it, like, Peppermint just constantly roasting chai was maybe one of the best things. And I'm just now realizing that they all have food names. I was saying that to Liz because I was trying to – not all of them. Corsica didn't. Uh, right. But, yeah, there's there's kale, mimosa, chai. Uh, macaron. Macar- it's macaron, but I, obviously I'm assuming they're trying to make it mean, mean like, macaroon. Yeah, and then cinnamon, uh, chai, cinnamon, He's a peppermint. Sweet guy. Yeah, Never but uh, but then you still had Rekka, uh, Zora. So like some of them weren't food names. True, true, true. So that's why I was kind of curious too. I'm like, was there like some sort of connection to people who had food names and people who didn't have food names? All the good people had good had food names. No, Mimosa was one of the bad guys. Kale is the main bad guy. Oh, which hmm. I'm uh, yeah. almost at Mimosa. Yep. I think I'm like I'm. I was playing a little bit right before we recorded, 
But I mean, there were some things that like, so I watched the ending because Andrew um, beat it in front of me. There were some things I got like a little wrong, but I think overall, I kind of guessed the story, like what what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't say that there's any crazy like plot twists. There isn't, but like, but I was okay with that because that was the thing too. I was like, there were some moments where I'm like, oh, is this game going to do that? And I'm like, no, no, no. Like you could kind of feel the vibe of this game. You're like, it's not, it's not going to do that. And, and, it, and it didn't. So there's was, there was a couple of moments I was nervous about. Uh, of some characters and yeah. they're like no 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 no, they, they they won't do that that ended up doing like, going well right yeah okay. okay so i was like i was like no this is this, <laughs> is this kind of game but um the story just it i don't know i i i like the characters i love the cutscenes. the cutscenes are phenomenal in this game there's a handful that are like action-based and they're super well choreographed like and they're just like a fun time just to watch like, I 100% hope this actually does become, like, some sort of TV show. Well, I also like, too, that... So, you're meeting robots along the way, and then there there was a detective-type robot. And yeah, there was, like, was a reference to one of their old games. Yeah, and there was a dude guy-type robot. The Tex, yeah. Yeah, which I really liked. And so, like, even, like, the little vacuum robots. Yeah, just, like, scrubbies. I, yeah, even they had a little bit of personality. So, it just, like, it was... It was really cute. I'm, I'm a sucker for cute robots. Yeah. And then, of course, like, I mean... Our daughter loves robots. Oh yeah, so, she loved watching this bad game. Robot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is this is a very easy game to play in front of young kids because you're just fighting robots. It's super colorful. There's little to no language, uh, no gore. So this is easy to play in front of little kids. Yeah, our daughter loved watching me play this game. And I think the main character isn't too far fetched because I feel like. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like most people know someone who has no common sense. He's, they're like, oh, that looks like a trap. And they're like, I don't care. It'll be fine. But just like, for me, I'm just like, yeah, I, I've met people like him. Yeah. Oh, no. His <laughs> was just like, yeah, overconfidence. No, the other thing far-fetched about him is how indestructible he is. There's numerous times he's going through concrete walls, going through explosions, getting launched in the air. And he's supposed to be a human with just a robot arm. But this guy is wildly indestructible. No, Andy has um the thing where his heart oh, is. Oh, and his heart, yes. But yeah. that still doesn't protect his head and his other limbs. I he's killed him Iron quite Man a few times. by an MP3 player. <laughs> Which I love. It's like... An old school like Apple iPod like MP3 player. I will say no. I had one of those. Um, I think it was RCA MP3 players because you know I I didn't have any money in high school <laughs> and um, it was like I, I feel like it was like one of the first things I bought myself um, when I started working and that thing was indestructible. I think I I got rid of it like not too long ago, but it it was stood like I mean over a old iPods were indestructible. They were they were half metal. I remember I had one that was that was like massively dinged up, but it worked great. Now they're all made out of glass and super fragile. True, but uh, I like like luckily he had an MP3 player and he didn't have like one of those crappy uh, remember those crappy uh, hit clips? You bought thirty seconds of a of a famous uh, track that was like back in the nineties. You know what would have been great is if they had made it a Zune. <laughs> a Zune. <laughs> <laughs> I also like too that he talks about how he wants to be a rock star, and I think it was Peppermint asked him, "So do you know how to play guitar?" Yeah, he, he doesn't even know, yeah. doesn't even know how to play guitar. <laughs> I love the humor in this game. This game wasn't like openly hilarious, but there was a couple of moments where I was actually cracking up pretty good. I showed yeah, like Liz a clip, and she didn't find it as funny though. Well, and I th- I think that it's exactly what makes him not unlikable like Liz said he's kind of an like he's kind of a jerk in some ways but it's not so much that he's a jerk he's just kind of an idiot like he's, he's just oblivious yeah he has no concept of what's around him no like he's not a person you would actually look at and enjoy being around still like if you were a real person but as a character in a book game movie whatever it may be you're like oh okay he's he's a lovable idiot and and so it's very much appreciated in that way did you guys get a rock star vibe from him though no yeah, no, not I, really. I really either. I, I mean, at what point they call him the hipster? Kind of, and I'm like, he kind of looks emo. It's all yeah. kind of part of his making him who he is. That he's just he's not anything he wants to be. I guess. Yeah. I mean, not saying that like an emo emo um, singer or guitarist can't be a rock star, but like I don't really think of emo bands as rock stars. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. Like I said, I think he's That's more kind of hipster. Yeah. But. I mean, I still love the character, though. But, I mean, I wonder after all of this, he's going to learn the guitar. 
Oh yeah, at the very end, you see him practicing. Spoiler. Spo- oh, sorry. Oh, jeez. Oh, just ruined the whole story. Well, just, maybe oh, that's I the DLC. It's just rock band. <laughs> pulled a Liz, and I spoiled that he's playing guitar at the end. Oh, I love that. So, like Andrew and I, because um, we moved into the new house, we actually can use his rock band. Yep. Because we were traveling oh, nice. so much, we'd stay in like little apartments, like little duplexes. You can't play rock band in it. No. And so I was like, oh, you know, I've been playing rock band recently. Maybe I'll uh, be good with the rhythm in this game. Uh, no, I still <laughs> I still kind of struggle with the rhythm in this game. But uh, the overall gameplay, as we said, it's it's a third-person hack and slash. So you're using a lot of X and Y between light and heavy attacks. You got to dodge. You got to parry. You got to grappling. But you are essentially going around, and you see that the world is going on a beat. Your character is snapping his finger. You see objects in the world pulsating with a beat. You have your cat robot that's floating by your head that's showing a beat. And so this entire combat is based off of this beat. And obviously the beat changes a little bit with each level. There's different songs or different boss fights, you know, so it's a little bit faster tempo. But essentially every time you're attacking, your character will always attack on the beat. And you are supposed to try to hit X on the beat to get extra damage bonus. Now, this is why I recommend this game for everyone because... Unlike some maybe other rhythm games, you don't have to be on the beat. You just get rewarded. So this is a game you could be like me and just be really bad at a beat in general and have no rhythm at all, but you're still able to function through this game and play it. It just is more rewarding if you can do the beat. Yeah, I actually, so I played on normal and there's a boss or two. Not They're not even bosses. There's like one specific enemy, the samurai guy. That I yeah. always struggled with. And I, I beat him without turning on like the auto help thing. But I knew I could beat him, but I kept failing at one point. And then I was just like, I just want to move forward. And so f- for him, I would turn it on, which is actually really helpful. But he's one of the parry ones, uh, enemies. And yeah. I actually thought I was going to hate the parry in this because I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Parry? No, you're saying it right. I it just sounds wrong. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, and I actually didn't mind it a lot of the time. There was actually, I took like a, um, uh, not a screenshot. I, I, a clip. Yeah, I took a clip at one point <laughs> because I did so good that I couldn't believe it. Because for me, like I, I quick time events have me like all types of nervous. Like Every game you always that. complain about them. Yeah, and so for me, I was actually enjoying it, which is crazy. And at one point I was like, I am not going to believe that I, uh, that I did that. So I, I recorded the clip. What about you, Keith? Didn't you don't you hate quick time events, Keith? No, not really. I I like them in in the right setting or like in the right burst. I don't want like the whole game to be a quick time event. Yeah, and that's where I struggled with this game. Is I felt like okay, if I'm doing more rhythm, I want a more guided rhythm based game. The this is where I got, I think, most hung up. Now I will say I I was trying to play through it on very hard. I don't know why. I, Thanks. I, I did hard, and I, I swear she went with very it, hard the first time. It goes easy, it was, normal, or, hard, very hard. Maybe I went with hard then. I went with the one that it didn't change the timing, but it just imp- increased the like the uh, enemy difficulty and stuff. That might just be hard. Maybe, but you. But I normally do just play on normal, but I was like, I don't know. I think like even with the rhythm, I was, I was never great at rock band, but I was decent enough. I was like, I figured I could do it, but the whole concept of the timing doesn't matter, but it matters kind of is what drove me nuts. And like I used, I used the little precision bar thing at the bottom because it, I could, I liked being able to visualize something, but having, yes, I know the world is pulsing. I know all of these things are visually happening. I'm you don't pay attention to that you're paying attention to the battle and none of the battle happens in any rhythm you have three or four enemies that are all attacking you out of sync off timing none of their timing makes sense you're trying to time out these little precision attacks you're closing circles and you're getting walloped on and it just it's it it doesn't flow good if for me, if I want rhythm built into my fighting, I want more quick time events, kind of like the samurai one. And the samurai one was what drove me to quit. Ultimately, I guess I could have turned on, you know, some of the accessibility settings or, and what have you. But I was just so irritated with it. I was like, like I think it was like ten or twelve times in a row. I just kept dying well, and said having to restart. What's that? You can't, Andrew said you can't turn the accessibility on on hard. You actually have to change the difficulty. 
only oh. a normal can you do that, which is kind of frustrating. Yeah, the accessibility list is talking about is there's an accessibility where it's all things are kind of mapped to one button. So normally X light attack, Y uh, heavy attack, B parry, right bumper dodge. But if you you can turn accessibility where everything's just kind of put to one button. I did so bad with the samurai. It actually came up like you're struggling. Like you should do the. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I. Tried oh, I was it. waiting for that to happen on on it for me. Honestly. Yeah, you could have lowered the game mid game. You could have lowered yeah. the difficulty mid game. And yeah, and I knew I could have. And it's one of those things that it's weird because it was like I kind of knew I wasn't going to beat the game anyway, so I don't know why I was worried about committing to the achievement for beating it on hard or whatever. But it was just one of those things that it it didn't make sense to me. And I, and I, and I just think that it sucks because the gameplay is the gameplay. The, the fighting would be fun to me as a hack and slash. The combos are good. They're very easy to do. I was actually doing a lot of the combos, but take the rhythm aspect out of it, in my opinion, because I think it just convolutes everything that you're trying to do within the game. And it, and it just made it not fun for me, honestly. I'm actually glad that you brought up Keith about, the how you're not really paying attention to the beat when you're playing the when you're when you're fighting because yeah Andrew mentioned like you can see the rhythm in so many different areas but I when I'm fighting I I can't see any of it I'm like just completely fixated so for me I felt like that wasn't helpful at all so it was kind of more like guesswork for me so the way the, the thing that helped me so while I'm running around the map and exploring uh you have an icon you, your character will say a note like and you hear a crowd cheer a little bit, that means you hit on the beat. So even when you're not fighting, when you're jumping, dodging, you can still do that on the beat. So I would, while I'm exploring, practice the beat. So I would normally do my dodge, because if you can dodge on the beat, you can do a triple dash. And so like the entire time I'm sitting there trying to figure out the beat, so when combat comes, I kind of have a muscle memory of what the beat is kind of doing. But like I said, anytime your character attacks, you attack on the beat. So that's the other thing, too, of I could actually visualize my character swinging and I'm like, OK, that's the beat. And then I start doing my combo that way. And uh, Keith, you said enemies just r randomly attack, but the enemies actually do attack on the beat as well. But that being said, when there's like six enemies, you know, they may be attacking on a beat, but, you know, there's six enemies and they're just all kind of throwing stuff at you. So it's kind of hard to be like, oh, that they're attacking on the beat. But it helps you at least when you're trying to parry like some of the bigger guys. But they, they do attack on a beat. But it just, it's definitely something you got to get like a muscle memory of. And for me, the best aid was the audio. Like I said, because when you hit the beat, you hear a crowd going, hey, hey, kind of thing like that. Chai. They're saying, yeah, well, they say multiple things. They say like, hey, Chai, and then like uh, there's something else. And eventually they start cheering. Um, they do say like some other things. But yeah, you could at least, I, for me, anytime I heard that audio, I knew I was doing it. But I, I'm with you, Keith. Uh, and for the longest time, I did not realize I saw so many videos of a visual bar on the bottom that'll do a beat, like show you the beat. I did not know how to turn that on. I kept looking through the menus and options. Yeah, I, I just it assumed told you on the tutorial. Yeah, at the very oh. beginning, yeah. yeah See, I just assumed since I was on hard, I didn't get that bar. Then I found out it's the backspace the, the back button that turned it on. And I was like I was literally on like the second to last level when I figured that out. And I was like, oh, well, I've been going this far without it, so I just haven't been using it then. Yeah, I I used it. It didn't really help me as much as I was hoping it would help me, but I did use it. Um, and I also, it turns itself off every time you die. So I would turn it on, and then I would die, and then I would forget to turn it on, and then be like, oh, crap, <laughs> I'm going to turn it on, and I don't know. It, it was moderately helpful. Because even then, like, I didn't feel like the beat was changing much. I could just see it at the bottom of the ro the thing, and it was just, like, one, two, one, two, one. Two. Like, it just seemed like the same constant rhythm. So even that, I was like, I, I don't know. If, if I felt like there was times where it was, like, really, like, a, you were supposed to, like, lay on the heavy attacks, and it was, like, a slow proceeding beat, but it was always just go, 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 go. It was hack and slash. Hack and yeah. slash and rhythm don't go to hand in hand to me. And it's, see, I, and I, I don't think it makes sense. I, see, cause well, now I will, I will counter myself already and understand that in your souls like games, that they're very much a dance. And so there is a rhythm to them, but it's not, but it's an actual rhythm that changes throughout the fight because the, the, you typically are fighting like big enemies, right? For one, like one yeah. big enemy. So you have focus on that. And then they have 
three or four varying attacks. Whereas, like I said, in these fights, you have largely four or five robots coming at you, just throwing a, bar- a barrage of attacks that nothing felt rhythm other than me just hacking and slashing, not dancing in rhythm. There's been other hack and slash games that we've played. I'm drawing, I don't remember which ones they were, but I know this has been a new mechanic in other hack and slashes of when you hit somebody right when your sword hits a character, if you hit X again, like your character will do like another faster follow-up attack. So like there's been other hack and slashes that kind of do that. And that's essentially what this game's doing of when you hit, just hit again on that beat and you'll do the same thing over and over again. Like I even think a dynasty warriors did that mechanic once at one point where like it actually did a better attack when you hit it on rhythm. So I don't think it's completely out of left field that a rhythm type thing like this is in a hack and slash. I just think the way that it plays out though, it's too just constantly hacking and slashing, not, <laughs> I don't know, not trying to be in sync with anything. Uh, but I got to say, I love the grapple arm. <laughs> That's probably my favorite gadget in this game. Yeah, especially so whenever there are those bomb throwing, like flying enemies, yeah. I'd immediately go for those every single time. And I would use it so much in combat. Like I, when I first got it, I'm like, oh, I probably won't use that. And then I use it all the time. Which is great. Any game we play, if there's flying enemies, they're the bane of your existence. Yeah. But the fact that you have this grapple arm. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> every once in a while, I'd miss and accidentally do another um, enemy. Same with like, so when you're in combat, you can use your the friends that are helping you and they have uh, abilities that are useful against certain enemies. And I use those all the time too. Yeah. And so for me, I utilized all of that. And the targeting I found actually pretty impressive. So like peppermint, she has pistols. She's good at breaking out shields. Macaroon is a heavy beefy guy. He's good at breaking out armor. And then you have a guy who can get rid of, and then you have a third member who can take out flames. <laughs> I want to say the name. I, well, yeah, because then I realized I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't say the person's name. But um, yeah, so each of these people kind of give like a special kind of mixture to the fight, which is also another thing that I loved about the combat. I felt like the game was constantly changing its flow because this game is giving you a ton of tutorial. But it, to me, it was a constant drip feed and it wasn't overwhelming. It was like, hey, now let's learn how to dodge. Hey, now like first it was like, well, let's learn about rhythm. Let's learn about dodge. Now here's your grapple arm. You know, here's your first teammate. This is what they do. Now here's how to parry. Like it was constantly just feeding me these little things that could just, that I felt was made the uh, gameplay feel so fresh. Well, I think with um, what Keith disliked earlier, I didn't notice it as much because when playing on normal, I mean, it's a really easy, especially with the, the beginner enemies. Yeah. Um, but the samurai, it was, it was more just the, Parry. I don't. I don't know what it was about that particular enemy, but besides that, it was actually really easy. So when it comes to like the rhythm and stuff, I honestly just tried my best, but I always still won because oh. I didn't need to worry too much. But the auto thing that you turn on, the um, the assisting friends that have the different abilities, it does that automatically too. Oh wow! Which is really weird. So all of a sudden, like I'm switching like left trigger to get to the enemy. I mean, to get to the friend that I want. And all of a sudden, like it just starts doing all three of them at once. And I'm just like, I didn't touch anything (laughs) with the right trigger. So it's actually, it's really weird. Oh, I know exactly why the samurai was hard. Cause any of these big monsters you fight will kind of do like a quick time event where you're supposed to do like a parry rhythm fight. But the samurai has one where it isn't staged. And he just goes to town on you. Yeah, and he goes through you when you're yeah. still working on the other enemies. And I tried to parry that, and I couldn't, and it knocks your health down. So uh, for me, I didn't really know what to do when he did that. And if he did it too much, obviously, like it would knock my health too too far. See, well, both of those were easily – at least those weren't my issue is, is the funny thing. is My issue was his timed event every time. All right. Um, yeah, because is like when he would go into that purple spiky mode or whatever it was, like his yeah. like basically I called it thorns mode. You just didn't attack him; you just stayed away from him, and he didn't attack thorns you. Thorns mode. What? When he would, yeah, before he does like the the quick time thing, like the lightning. Yeah, he gets all like spiky. The beat, he gets all spiky, and then but for me, my, I had trouble getting him spiky. There was one time that I was fighting him. And he samurai just kept going through, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he gets like I thought it was yellow spiky. You said it might purple. be yeah, but but yeah, he gets oh where he parries yeah, all sorry. of your attacks. Yeah, is that the that's what you were talking about with his, where he's 
because he parries all of your attacks and then you basically have to parry back. Yeah. It's so that event. Yeah. He doesn't like pause the game. That's what I was talking about. But if, you just, like a if you just moment. don't attack him during that, he just doesn't parry anything. You can stay away from him. And he just sits there and swipes at the air and does nothing. Yeah. The dash, also annoying, but you can time that out with a dash if you just dash out of the way at the last second. But the what drove me nuts about his quick time event, this is this is where I struggled the worst, is there's not enough setup time. Like I can hear the beat in my head. It, it's it's one, two, three, one, two, three, one. It's it it is it's there, it's ingrained in my skull, but you don't have time to hit it quick enough because it's like he goes into it, you see it happen, and he lunges. Even if you're on the B button, it's I don't do well with like that type of quick time reaction. Yeah. And every time I would just be just enough off time. I could do it. I hit it, I think, one time and one time only. Um all of the other ones seem to like give you a half a second pause before it would start the timer to make you do it. But his was just so fast that I could never time it properly. It drove me bonkers. Well, my tip for people who are struggling with this. Uh, so your you have a character, your character has what's called a reverb bar and it's essentially like a power up meter. If you're, you know, hitting stuff on combo, you get batteries and you can do a special attack. The special attacks I, you can, you can carry two. You, once you get the upgrade, you can carry two. The two I did was pick me up which is it takes two reverb bars and you drink and almost feel fill up a uh, full health. Super helpful, especially if you're playing harder difficulties because health isn't that frequent. And then the other one I did was guitar ride, which as you can tell, you literally ride your guitar around. But the great thing about guitar ride is you can grab an enemy. And if you grab them just right, they're stuck on you. So I could actually kill the samurai one hit and it completely ignore any of those quick time events. That's how I found a way to beat him is so do the guitar it. ride. I mean, a little bit, but those those literally were the only two special moves I used the entire game was pick me up in Guitar Ride because I, I was doing a lot of the other special ones where it's like, oh, it takes four reverb buyers. Like, this is a really powerful attack. But it was hard to catch the samurai because naturally he is far. Like, he usually keeps his distance from you and then does a quick lunge attack at you. So a lot of the special attacks you're doing are close range. So by the time I set it up and did the event... He's completely out of range and it just misses. And if I did catch him, it usually wasn't powerful enough to kill him. But Guitar Slide would. If you just catch him, you could just ride him around and kill him. So those are my pro tips. Which I, feel like I don't have any yesterday. pro tips other than I just stopped playing. So <laughs> Pro <laughs> tips, stop playing. <laughs> There's something that's a little nitpicky with the gameplay. Because the game, it's not crazy long. I mean, I didn't finish it, but um, I kind of wish that the game was, like, a little bit more linear. So a lot of the times there'll be, like, two directions that you can go. So you go through one, it's a dead end. And there's always arrows, so you know which one is, like, the proper way to go. But you know there's going to be loot and graffiti that I'm going to miss because I got a ridiculously low amount of them. (laughs) Like, I think I'm... Almost at most, I only got like six out of 25. I'm doing really bad with that. But um, I wish it was more linear because it's just like it does kind of eat up time, especially when if you're doing like a platforming one with it. Um, and obviously, you're looking around every nook and cranny because there's always hidden stuff. So that's just a little nitpicky complaint. Yeah, there's a lot of collectibles in this game. Which I love. Yeah. I love looting. But Well, and also, too, just to tell people who are start picking up this game, too, this game is also slightly Metroidvania. Uh, there will be areas you cannot access right away. So that was kind of driving me nuts where I'm like, is there a switch somewhere that I'm supposed to find to like get rid of this flame wall? No, it's it's slightly Metroidvania. You're supposed to go back once you get certain characters. You're actually supposed to beat the game and then you can go back and explore these areas and collect stuff. But there is quite a bit of collectibles, which I actually liked. I thought the collectibles were well hidden, but weren't crazy challenging. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but if you just pay attention there's a lot of times like pencil mark graffiti on the walls that'll say, look up or turn yeah. around and they'll actually give you hints as to hidden treasure. I noticed those. Oh, you even you noticed it, Liz? I did notice oh. those. Did you ever get lost? No, never. Yeah, I I actually saw that they said like if you press left on the D-pad, it'll give you a hint to guide you where to go. Oh, no. But did. I was like, I never, like, I never found it hard to navigate. It did happen once where it popped up like, oh, if you need to know where to go. But I was actually, I was running around looking for loot and I think the game thought that I was lost. And <laughs> I hit it because I was like, 
well, I mean, if you're just going to tell me where to go. Kind of what it do? <laughs> I mean, I it guess. Just, it kind of, I think it, I, if I remember correctly, I thought it like showed like the direction. like the. Oh, like, so the where, camera panned to the I India? I think so, but I think it's weird that I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it did help me in some way because the door was locked and there was like, oh, you need to find another way. And they were saying this while I was looting. And then, so I just hit it. Well, my little nitpicky thing uh macaroon's too big <laughs> whenever i was fighting the guy takes up half your screen and if you're in the middle of a fight and you oh, summon yeah. him there's a lot of times he would block my vision of enemies and then i would get hit like an enemy is trying to do attack and i'm like oh i'm gonna get ready for a parry but macaroon is like this massive guy and i ended up i would he would block the vision of me and the seeing the character and i would miss my parry it's like all right thanks buddy i love that he's just a gentle giant though he is. Like, he would never purposefully get in the way. He's just, he's just, they didn't make him smaller or something. His character was also hard to aim, like, to break the shield. He, ah, this is another, like, actually a little bit of my complaint. Sometimes you're fighting enemies, yeah, that have these shields that only he can break. And sometimes you're fighting, like, three of those enemies. And it takes at least two hits for Macaroon, unless you get an upgrade perk for him. But naturally, it takes two hits for Macaroon to break that person's shield. So to me, like those weren't fun moments. I'm literally running around the arena in a circle till he cools down, summon him. Crap. I missed my attack. Run around in a circle. Like it's like a, like his is the longest cooldown. It's like five or six seconds. So I'm just running around. Okay. Swing. Okay. I, I damaged that guy's shield, but it's still up. So See, I can't do anything. I would distract him with peppermint as well. So I would, I would send him and then peppermint to distract a little bit and then. Yeah, but those those are the only combat moments that kind of irritated me. I will say too, I wasn't crazy about the platforming. I thought it was just okay. I just thought I, I wanted a sprint. There I thought your lasers. character ran too ran too slow. There were lasers that you could avoid in like the sewer area. Oh, I love when you're like zipping. And you oh, those move. are cool. Yeah, I'm surprised you like those. I thought you would hate those moments. The rail glide segments. I mean, I, I messed up a couple times, but it's very forgiving. Like yeah. when the enemies are there and you have to hit A, that was fine. I I really well, enjoyed those. Don't you just take damage? Like it yeah, doesn't you knock do. you off, right? Yeah. So I was no. gonna say it's that's what I was gonna say too. Is it's very forgiving in that aspect, and so I I thought those were the fun moments too. I I genuinely preferred doing things that were not combat based, and I just thought that was more fun. I would have had more fun <laughs> with like rhythm platforming. Um, I like I you just, guys are more into the platforming, and I was more into the combat. I wanted more combat. I, I thought the I thought the combat was fairly repetitive. It felt like yes, there were some varying enemies, and I'm and I didn't play the whole game, so I'm sure I probably missed some of them. It's not that there was two enemies and that was it, but I just I, again I felt like I would get into these little arenas, run around, hit X X X X X X Y X Y X Y X, you know, just mash out a bunch of combos as best I could, try to avoid it like I would do with any other hack and slash, and it didn't feel special to me. It it and I I don't. Like, here's my question, because I've been thinking about this. If this game had not been a shadow dropped game, if you had seen a trailer for this game back in, uh, you know, E3 2019 or 2020, oh, coming soon, huge hype, hi-fi rush, there's going to be music, there's going to be rhythm battling, it's going to be all these things, you keep seeing all these things, and then this is the product you get, would you still be as excited about it? Because I personally don't think I would have been as excited about it. I think I immediately would have been like, oh, this is what we got after all these years of hype. Honestly, probably not. Uh, like, don't get me wrong. So this is what's amazing, that the fact that they shadow dropped this game. Like, I forgot Tango Gameworks existed. And I loved The Evil Within. Like, that's that's what they're known for. Those games are in Game Pass. If you played them, like, they're horror games. They're They're pretty scary. They're really creepy, really gory, but they're a lot of fun. They're just a typical horror survival game. But this is way out of left field for the studio, which is awesome. I will say, and so, yeah, when I saw this, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Tango Gameworks. When I saw this, I will say the art style first got me. I was like, this looks really cool. It's like, this looks like a Saturday morning cartoon. And then, yeah, when they talked about it being a rhythm-based thing, and I was just like, okay, like, that's eh, a hack and slash. But then when they're like, yeah, it's out today, I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to try this then. So I do agree with you, Keith. It probably wouldn't have been as hyped. I will say at the beginning, but I think this game is so good that a lot of people would have told their friends been like, Hey, check this game out. It actually is a lot of fun, but it's impressive that they kept this game secret that like, like there was no review copies. As far as I saw, nobody had an early review copy of it. No one knew about this game. Like 
that's usually a thing of like some people know, oh, you know, this studio is making a game. It has a code name. And so like they know people are working on it. I heard nobody talk about game, uh, Tango Gameworks. So like I forgot about them. And then when they're just like, hey, yeah, and our game's out now, it's like that. It was really cool. And so, of course, people are asking if Starfield is going to be shadow dropped. And like, there's there's no way. I think this is the only time a game's going to be shadow dropped from Xbox. There's no I way just, Starfield's going to get shadow dropped. See, I just I think I disagree. I think in a month and a half, everyone. And, and again, and I don't want to completely dog on this because it's really just I don't I just don't think it's as good as everyone's hyping it. That's really my biggest thing, and that's where I'm I'm in the past section on this. But but I just I think in two months, people aren't going to be talking about this game. And when it comes time for the end of 2023, I don't think this is going to be in a lot of people's game of the year. I don't think it's going to be as excited as everyone is right now about it. I think it purely is the shadow drop hype where people are just excited. Everyone wants to get on it. Hey, that's us trying to get an episode out the week it comes out. Um, <laughs> it, it's just, I, that's my that's my thing. I, I think that it's really just the novelty of the shadow drop that's driving the excitement and everyone just wants to be part of it. For me, the most exciting parts of the game are... The really cute moments. There's so many, or the super funny moments that, like, I feel like we can't even really say because I don't want to spoil anything and also ruin it for people because there's so many moments that you're just like, that was amazing. So I think for me, like, I obviously, like, never heard anything about this game. Um, when Andrew was telling me about it, everybody's like, oh, yeah, everyone's talking about it. I, I went into it with a blank slate. Well, everyone did. No, but, like, it had already been out, I mean. Oh. So, like, obviously, you had already known about it. Keith had but, like, a day or two, it. though. Like, it wasn't, like, too much. But, yeah. But, but do you agree but with... But still, going into it, though, I can see, like, why people are excited about different elements. I mean, like, there are, I think there will be people who are obviously super hyped because of, like, the rhythm aspect and stuff. But for me, I just love the game because of the, um, the in-between moments. Yeah. See, I mean, I agree, I agree with you, Keith. Like, yes, it probably won't be anyone's game of the year because... There's huge games coming out this year. You know, I'm already drawing a name of it, but the news and news yeah. of those games coming out, Starfield's coming out, Redfall's coming out. So there's huge games coming out this year. So yes, I do agree, Keith. This may not be in anyone's game of the year. It may be on my art style of the year though, because I love the art style of it, but I, I do agree with you, Keith. Like I think the shadow drop did help, but I don't think the game is going to die that quick. I don't think in two months, no one's going to be talking about it anymore. Wait, so before you guys played it, did you guys watch? Like, a, did, they, did they make a trailer after it dropped? No, there was no trailer. There was nothing. But did you guys watch gameplay or anything? The day the game got released is when they first announced the game. And yeah, they showed a trailer during the um, the Microsoft Developer Direct Showcase. Yeah. And so they appeared and they said, the game's here. Here's the trailer. That was it. That was all anyone ever knew about this game. So yeah, everyone was, was on... As much as a surprise as everyone, <laughs> but uh, well, it's already on YouTube. That's why I was, that's why I was worrying, like wondering if you guys had seen any, like even like YouTube videos and stuff. There's a, there's already a lot out there. Usually, when like a game just drops, there's like nothing on YouTube. Yeah, well, I that, did look stuff up. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I, I, I am who I, I am. <laughs> but that, but that's exactly my point, and and not just people trying to make content either, but just like it got. I think really all of its hype in in all of its actual volume of people playing it because of the fact that they just shadow dropped it. So everyone was like, I got to check this out. This just came out. And I don't know. It just feels like everyone's afraid to say anything bad about it. It's It's very weird to me. Well, it's not so much that. It's just, of course, the whole console war, a bunch of Sony fanboys were going on Metacritic and bombing this game. Well, saying, sure. you know, like, oh, this is this is Game Pass fodder, blah, blah, blah. You know, Forspoken just came out for PlayStation, and it's been getting very mediocre reviews. So, of course, a lot of Sony fanboys are upset that that game is getting mediocre reviews, but everyone's loving Hi-Fi Rush. So there's been this. So I think I, I agree. I think some people are now overcompensating of how much they love this game. I'm not one of those people. I legitimately do love this game. I thought this game was a ton of fun, and I want to keep playing it. So I don't think a lot of this fan, like this hype and excitement for this game is fake because this game is a good game keith you're just one of those people that just don't like it no and it, and i don't want to say fake i just it's it's i don't know there's just this weird like fascination with it that i i, I find people are, are coming around with it's just it's very odd to me i but think it's a perfectly like in- fine game i just i i th- i think it would be better if it was just 
a, a game. I feel like you can say that about like any like cult classic movie or TV show that you're like I don't understand why everyone's hyped like with this, you know I th- I like there's there's some charm about this that I feel like people really gravitate towards. But like, do you think this is like a seventy dollar game too? No, seventy dollars. So, how I much do you think this? Thirty bucks, I would say. Yeah. Uh, so you saw, yeah, this is a thirty dollar game. Oh, I didn't Which see. Is, I'm just saying that's what I would guess. It's a yeah, fair price for it. This is a thirty dollars game. Price? Yeah, I I think it's a very good price because it's it's a, a a decent sized game. You're looking at ten and a half hours for main story and about fourteen hours for completionist. Well, I feel like the completionist hours is wrong because if you want to get all the achievements, you literally have to play the game multiple times, and it's gonna take way longer than that. But yeah, even on Steam on PC, it's thirty bucks. So I'm impressed. Like this is a really well-made game especially for 30 bucks but um do you think microsoft will shadow drop any other games like do you think this is going to be a, a strategy now it's i mean i think it's hard because it really depends on on the developers right like yeah. tango had to make sure that everyone who worked on this game and knew about this game didn't go out and start saying things about it um like i was one of the articles i was reading was them talking about how like you know, everyone was wicked excited about it internally. So you have this big hype going on that nobody can talk about. So I don't know. I maybe, but you'd have to have a group of people who can work on a game and not say anything about it for it to happen. I kind of like the idea because I mean, you look at, so obviously like start the creators of Stardew Valley or the creator, there's only one guy, right? Yeah. He's coming out with a new game, and I see like little things about it here and there. And I am not a patient person, just in entirety. I am not. I'm not patient. Yeah. <laughs> and so for me, like, video games take years to make. It's not like you're waiting for the next season of a TV show. And so for me, it's just like if it really randomly came out, like this amazing game that I'm gonna love. It's just like all of a sudden it's there. I'm going to be so excited. Yeah. But yeah, when I hear like, oh yeah, it's coming out like sometime next year. That's what I'm just like, oh, come on. That's, that's my, and that's my ultimate. I think what I'm trying to get at too, is that it's just, it's not that people only love it because it shadow dropped. It's that like no one has anything bad to say about it because they only want to see the good in it. Like when you, when you see trailers for games or movies for years and you're waiting and you're waiting, you have these such high expectations and pre-built expectations on what it's going to be that it almost never is going to live up to that. Sometimes they do. It's not a a completely never, but it's just, there's all these things you're like, Oh, well I thought this was going to happen or, you know, as they're going through and all these things they tell you were going to happen, didn't happen you know maybe halo was supposed to have a battle royale when it dropped and now here we are two years later and they might get one like it's it just it sets up so much room for disappointment that there's like nothing bad to say about it it's just like oh we love it because we just enjoy the game and appreciate it for what it is and it's because it came out as a shadow drop that it's easy to do that yeah it's it's like it's like rose-colored glasses in a way is, is kind of my point I, I see where you're coming from because it is true. Like when you're seeing trailers, like, hey, this is because that's the thing, too. A lot of game developers like this is alpha footage. Like this is way early in production. But obviously people are still like, oh, the graphics suck. And it's like well, it's alpha footage. Like it's not ready. So it, that's one thing that was kind of nice is this game. It didn't give us this hype like this game probably could have been delayed numerous times. But we just don't know that because it was never announced. And then, boom, here it is. No bugs. Good graphics like run smooth, ton of fun. So yeah, we had no expectations. So it may be like, you may be right if there may be extra excitement for this game because there was no expectations of it, but you can't also shadow drop every game. Cause like I said, I see people saying like, Oh, Starfield's going to get shadow dropped. You can't keep shadow dropping games because like Starfield's such a big game. People ask off of work for that. And if you just like shadow drop a massive game like that, people are going to get angry. Oh, so, so it's mad. like, so like it's kind of a double-edged sort of like, shadow dropping a game and not shadow dropping a game because yeah, people want to get hype and see a game and see how it's coming along and be excited for it. Ask work off, you know, so they can play that game all day. But then, yeah, as you said, Keith, then you have these false expectations. Cause yeah, like Starfield is the same case when they're showing it, but then people are like, Oh, that the frame rates are awful. Like graphics. So they got, it got delayed even more, but I don't know. I, I loved that this game was shadow dropped to me. This was a perfect game to do this. Which is well, weird, and I, I and, like and I think I good. agree with that too. Is that it's about the style of the game. It, 
this this hugs that line of it's above an indie, but it's definitely not a triple A, right? So it's yeah. like it's in that Double perfect a. medium to do it. Yeah, like you could do this with an indie game, but nobody would care. But Tango is just big enough without being triple A that everyone's like, whoa, new Tango game that we had no idea was going to happen. I need to I need to check that out. And it like and I think too because it was so opposite of everything they've done like you like you talked about it just adds to that ever more like whoa like this they they perfected it because it's the opposite of what they do but i feel like maybe it's because like we're not really like this but i mean how often are people disappointed in like games that they're really looking forward to all the time i mean it happens every (laughs) once in a while with us though but not very often oh no with Unless you? you have not been playing games long enough. <laughs> with you, though, for the podcast, I feel like you're never like where I was. I mean, it's happened a couple times I can think of. Yeah, it's been a couple times. But I'd say the vast majority, you're not like, oh, this. I'm so disappointed. <sighs> yes, but I'm more of a level-headed person. And people on the internet are lo- not level-headed people. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's like I. it's hard for me to, you know... Yeah. See why people would be so disappointed in a game that they're just like ripping it on the internet. I think I'd even... Just, a, oh, sorry, Liz. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I cut you off. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't think I was going to say anything important. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think a lot of critics can be like that, too, without even being aggressive. It's just it, it's their job. They have to pick part games apart. And so if they have two years of reference material to go off when reviewing a game of all of the things they were promised and told about a game and then they played it for five hours... Well, the five hours was really low weighted on that actual review. Whereas if you saw 15 minutes of it at developer direct and then you go play five hours of it, now your only experience is five hours of the game. And all you have to talk about is your experience playing it, which I even would argue the first five hours for me were perfectly enjoyable. It was really when I started to get towards the end that I just got tired of it. I don't know. For me, I, I didn't, I didn't get tired of it. I want to keep playing more. But um, another quick thing too, but um, I know a lot of people were kind of praising and like all excited of like, it's kind of cool ever since Microsoft acquired some of these studios, these like companies have made these kind of interesting games, but I got kind of disappointed. Like I always thought this was Microsoft greenlighting these games and stuff like that. Cause you know, you had bleeding edge from Ninja theory, you know, that first person multiplayer game you had grounded from obsidian pentiment from obsidian, um, and then you have this from Tango Gameworks. Like every one of those games was very different from that studio. But I saw Tango Gameworks was actually making this game before even Microsoft acquired them. So like some of these games just like, oh, so technically Microsoft didn't really do anything to make this game go. They, they just didn't cancel it when they acquired the studio. So that kind of made me sad. But it's still awesome that I love that these studios are doing this. And I'm assuming Microsoft obviously is still going to support them because like it's, it's great that these developers that like i said they do horror games tangle gameworks did horror games and then it's just like here's this super bright fun colorful game that's kind of aimed for just about anyone but, which they made a joke about in the, yeah in the game. <laughs> they did something that you mentioned earlier andrew graphically this game is really cool i love it the graphics incorporates the, um, the colors comic book style yeah um, and then of course, like I said, I love cute robots, everything. <laughs> it's, it's very easy to read. Like, I mean, there's arrows. They make jokes about the arrows in this game. Yeah. That are there's a robot whose job go. is to lay arrows. And he's like, I have the best job in the world. Like I help people find their way. Yeah. It's pretty funny. So did you, think, like, did you catch the one where Vandalay trademarked the arrow? No. Yeah. There's a, I actually think I took a screenshot of it because it made me laugh. Yeah. It's this whole thing about how they trademark the arrow. So every time you see an arrow, you can say that's a Vandalay arrow. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I love the humor in this game. A lot of it's really kind of subtle, but it's, it's just great. Like all the robots you kind of talk to and interact with the way they all have just funny characteristics to them. All very well designed. I think all the robots are really cool looking, but yeah, the colors in this game, if you have a really nice bright TV, we just got one just in time for it. It is the colors just pop, which I'm glad that we did because it's funny because Andrew's brother came over and we knew we had like a dead spot on our TV. It, we had this when we were dating. We had this this year is going to be year five of us no. being married. Yeah, 
Yeah. So this but is, we've had this TV for over yeah, seven years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We had it when we were dating. We didn't realize that there were complete blue zones on our TV yeah. until he was wa- his brother was watching football on it, and there was that little face in the corner. And he's like, "Guys, his face is completely blue." And we were like, <laughs> "Looks like Maybe a smurf." It's time to get a new TV. Um, so yeah, I thought that was actually really funny, and it, it, this game is like the perfect game to play after getting a new TV. Yeah. Um, and then of course music they have so many amazing bands which they have that feature where you can um if you're a streamer you can change turn off copyright music yeah yes because there's a lot of well-known bands that pop up which yeah the music is supposed to be music being played from your character's mp3 player but it's like let's be honest everyone has at least one embarrassing song of their mp3 player like what if (laughs) what if you're playing and also this guy's like baby shark going you have to play level with baby shark that actually you know, be pretty awesome. I mean, Keith, you know, it's got uh, J Lo, Jenny from the Block. That's oh, that's I mean, your fun. Of- I listen. I listen to a lot of JoJo Siwa these days. Um, <laughs> our four year old loves JoJo, so oh, yeah. oh. I listen to. I I mean, I I can sing along with some of the deep cuts. Um, at this point, I'm I'm that good. But yeah, I think that would have been a wicked nice touch. Yeah. Um, because I, I feel like everyone has a catchy pop song or something on their, their music player that's embarrassing. I read this book where I don't even think it was a good book, but I remember this part where they had this, like, f- like they were talking about this app in the book where p- you could listen to, like, people's, like, what they're listening to. So what Yeah, Spotify. No, but you... <laughs> no, Spotify like, does same, that. <laughs> wait, so, like, say, like, a, like, for instance, a celebrity is listening to certain music. You can, like go to their Spotify and listen to what they're listening to? Uh, no, you have to like turn not. on sharing to like have it show yeah. what, you're, what you're listening to. But yeah, I, I'm sure all oh. influencers would definitely have that I, on. I didn't know that was a thing. So I, I was like, oh, what a, like, what a nifty idea. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> so I'm like, I could never do that. Because like, I've, Andrew, you don't even know some of the music. That yeah, Liz, what's one of that? your embarrassing songs? <laughs> Come on, give us one. I'll save that for another day. No, come on. This is a perfect episode. <laughs> well, I just I mean, called Keith on his. Yeah, I mean, in my Jenny from the Block, a real-life example was because I was driving to work one day, and I was listening to that, and Aaron saw, Aaron Drew's brother Aaron, saw on my Spotify, now playing, was that Jenny from the Block, and he started roasting me for it. So I got to work and uh, opened up some text messages to being roasted. <laughs> come on, Liz, give us one. I can't think of anything right now. Yeah, you can. You say. definitely can, because you're smiling. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Yes, you can. You... I'm a terrible liar. I know you are. <laughs> this is the Why real reason Liz doesn't want to do a video podcast because she knows she can't lie. Aren't you glad that you're married to someone who can't lie? <laughs> I was playing that werewolf game, the the board game with okay, our friend you're, Mason. You're, you're, you're and trying to change the I, subject. Every single time I was the werewolf, he would know. <laughs> it's because my... Come on, Liz. <laughs> change the subject. I can't think of anything. Yes, you can. Give me your phone. I'll pull one out. I will change my... Do I have a password on my phone? I mean... I, maybe, but I'll I know I'll change it. it so you don't know it. Come on, Liz. You, <laughs> you do, know do, do you know... Can you name one of mine? No, there's a CD that I need to find that your friend made for your oh, wedding. No. But that's, that's no, no, no. That's not embarrassing. That's a song I hate. No, but I'm going to find it after this episode. Liz, come on. Name a song. Mine's easy. Bulletproof by La Rue. Oh, yeah. I remember. I remember that. Yeah. Love that song. It's so catchy. Yeah. But come on, Liz. Do you know what? I think Piper really does get her stubbornness. But the uh, so the achievements are... Not good. I, I wouldn't recommend it for achievement hunters. No, the achievements aren't bad. But, well, there is one thing I didn't like. Uh, so I noticed it at the end. So there's an achievement to beat the game on easy, normal, hard, very hard, and uh, Rhythm Master. Those are not proactive. So I beat the game on hard... And I did not get the achievements for beating it on easy or normal. So you literally have to beat the game on easy, normal, hard, very hard, and master uh, rhythm master. I bet you say no. Like I can't have an opinion on what I think about the achievements. <laughs> You're just like I'm like. Oh, no, well, I'm you okay. said bad, and they're not bad because besides that, I actually like the achievements. I thought they were fun. A lot of them are progression based, and like they, to me, for the most part, weren't hard. There was just some where it's like collecting a lot of things. 
but no, I you still didn't like them. It does, <laughs> you can't negate the fact that you don't like them. So looking at achievements, Andrew, you beat the game once. You got 340 with 29 out of 61 achievements. Keith, 155 with 16 achievements. And I'm at 190 with 19 achievements. Yeah. So I feel like if I'm, I put it in over 10 hours in the game. I actually don't know the amount of time, but 190 for like. Yeah, like, it's a crazy high score. I mean, why I'm like, eh, they're not good for me. But like, I'm close to getting a bunch of them because a lot of them, like I said, are progression. And if we had more time, like if we weren't doing this podcast, I actually could see myself trying to thousand this game. Like I was enjoying it that much. I, I could actually see myself trying to thousand it. That's that's pretty nuts. <laughs> but uh, let's get into our final thoughts here. Uh, for me, like I said, I, I loved Hi-Fi Rush. I think this game's a ton of fun. I would recommend everyone at least try it because like I said, even if you're not good with rhythm, there is a lot of accessibility options for this game. I think the story is just a ton of fun. I love the characters. It's just well-written. The voice acting. We didn't even talk about the voice acting. The voice acting's great. Except for Liz's one character. She didn't like the Corsica. It's not that I didn't like it. I just, like, it was a mashup between, like, a character on a movie that I've seen and, like, Scottish. It was weird. I've never heard an accent like that before. Yeah, it is it is a little weird, but... Besides I mean, it her. might have been her real accent. I don't know, but I just like it. I never heard anything like it. But man, the writing and the voice acting, though, overall is so good. Because there was moments of the the dialogue, like the fight with Corsica. Like there's a couple of moments I was cracking up laughing because of the dialogue. Uh, so yeah, the voice acting is top notch. The music's fun. I I wasn't crazy about the platforming. I found the platforming a little tedious, mostly running around and collecting things. But to me, Hi-Fi Rush was just a blast. It was a fun ride. And I, I'm going to keep playing it. I'm giving it a 93. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's so weird because I don't really think it's a bad game in any way. And I, I think that my biggest hang up really comes to the fact that I, I don't think it plays well as what it's trying to be as a rhythm hack and slash game maybe it's just that my rhythm is totally that bad i don't know i didn't play i know i didn't play on a difficulty that increased the timing i just played with normal timing i just found that it was it was a hack and slash game that it, i don't know heavily on music great that's fine but take the rhythm aspect out of it and make them more quick time events overall it just to me felt like i was running around battle to battle getting myself to the next time that I was just going to mash X and Y and try to do it in rhythm while feeling like I can't because I'm always overwhelmed and there's there's just too much going on I think it's I think it's a fine game I I just I don't know check it out because it 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 is good and you might like it and you probably will everyone else seems to uh, I think I'm just the one one person on the internet who who didn't truly love it I guess um, I think, I think it's, uh, I gotta say like an 83 cause it, cause it's, it's really just the, the fighting that I think I hate the most. I was going to say 78, but everything else is really good enough about it. Cause the writing is good. It's entertaining. It's, it's good graphically. It's good musically. It's good. All those things. I just didn't think the battling was good. And and that's that's the gameplay. So yeah. Eighty three and a pass. I feel like my score seems a bit high for like the level I like it, but I give it extra points. Oh, I give it ninety. <laughs> <laughs> I give it extra points too because I was really lazy about actually trying out the different combos. Um, like I bought them and then I just stuck to the the same ones and it was my own laziness, but I thought it was really funny. Um, love the characters and the cutscenes, and I just felt like there was a lot that I liked in each of the categories that we kind of judge games on. Um, so I don't know, it seems high, but yeah, I'm gonna give it a 90. And then looking at Metacritic, 88 and 9.1. So I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. And I noticed too that our fourth and silent co host is um, playing the games that we've done like after we record. I've noticed that. So like, he's like, we're. Do you think he's listening to us? Oh, Man, I doubt I hope that. So. He's given a lot of zeros to games that we have played. But yeah, I looked at his thing because like I, there's so many reviews for this. I'm like, I'm just going to go to his and see if he played it. And um, I noticed that a couple of the games that he's played this month, we've 
recorded in the past. So. Oh. Interesting, interesting. We're on to you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Keep being angry. <laughs> it's so funny. I saw. I actually saw a Reddit post where someone is going through somebody's Steam library, and it's just all of like the top rated games. It's like do not recommend. Low rating, bad game, awful. Um, but it it didn't look like any of the reviews were in French, so I don't I don't think it's our same friend. But apparently, there's other people out there who just hate every hate video thing, games but keep playing them for some reason <laughs> it's so weird it's a, yeah uh, it's, a, it's a weird trait all right but i think that's gonna do it for us this week so i thank you all so much for joining us uh if you have any game recommendations please email at us at gamepassgrabby@gmail.com, or you can hit us up on our facebook or twitter or message us on xbox live but we're at gbgb pod facebook and twitter i've been your hardcore gamer host Angie. you can find me on xbox live at firebird01952 uh as i said before if there's anything you want us to do to improve this podcast, if you want us to do merch, Patreon, or a Discord, uh, I was thinking of maybe starting a Discord because a lot of people want to play with us, and heck, I would love to play with a lot of you guys, but it's kind of hard to coordinate time, so we might get a Discord started. That might help us out, but uh, yeah, we'll let you guys know. Just let us know what you want from us. Um, I've been Keith, and you know what I hate? I hate streamer mode. I if if the game paid for the licenses to that music, then that should entitle me to also play that music while I'm streaming. I I get that I can't play it through like my own Spotify or whatever, but I just think it's a really stupid thing. It's not on the developers. It's not on the studio. I don't blame them. I just think it's really really dumb, and they shouldn't. Oh, have I to agree. Do it. Um, and that's my outro. It, it is weird because it's like kind of a weird thing to see, like think of of like if I went over to a friend's house and I was watching him play this video game. It, it, are you technically breaking copyright laws right there? I guess so. I don't know. Like how is how is having it just like on Twitch or whatever well, extra bad? Probably something making other people the, see it. Probably something about broadcasting it or I don't know monetizing it. It's just it's stupid and and I just I it, like I said I don't blame the studios or the developers. It's that's a it's a dumb weird copyright law thing and and I think it shouldn't matter. But that's like I said that's that's how I'm gonna end this. Yeah. I'm Liz Noob, Gamertag Common I'm Dean. I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob Noob. Alright, everyone. We love you all, but we're gonna rush on out of here. <laughs>